Welcome to the Sacred Gatherings Podcast, formerly known as the Woo Woo Therapist Podcast. Sacred Gathering Podcast is created by Kathleen Stark, a therapist, a life coach, an empath, and intuitive. Creating a safe and sacred community to engage in healing, learning, and growing. Each week, tune in to listen to different topics about mental health, integrating spiritual development with our healing journey, storytelling, and inner wisdom with some dark humor. The Sacred Gathering Podcast is a safe and sacred community for the collectives on their soul's journey that opens the door for listeners to understand how to dive deep into healing, learning, and growing on their soulful awakening that aligns with their truth. Welcome to the Sacred Gatherings podcast. I am Kathleen Stark. I am here to talk about a topic that comes up so often, um, imposter syndrome. I can't tell you, or I can tell you, let me put it that way, that this is a conversation that comes up so often with the women I work with, um, with friends of mine. I have experienced imposter syndrome. And it was just recently when I was speaking with a client uh, that recognized that she is dealing with imposter syndrome that I was like, you know, this is a great topic to uh, discuss on today's podcast because I hear it so often. And I wanna kinda go over how to become an awareness of your own imposter uh, syndrome because you know what, it's not cookie cutter. You know, we all experience um, imposter syndrome differently. So on today's podcast, that is what the topic will be, imposter syndrome. We're gonna discuss how it can show up in our lives, how to bring more awareness to it, uh, how we can release it, and begin focusing on understanding who we are at the core of our being and how to connect to our inner wisdom by reframing our thoughts and most importantly, how to become more attuned to our feelings, to our energy. So let's jump into the topic today. What is imposter syndrome? This is something that runs on a continuum. You know, imposter syndrome can rear up when we're feeling worried, anxious. It can be an occasional moment that we're feeling that we're struggling with imposter syndrome um, or that we are not up for the task. Someone comes into our office and say, hey, can you do this project? And you say yes. But inside, you're like, but can I? Am I able to? Oh my gosh, what if they find out I'm not able to do it? That's where imposter syndrome can come up. Um, imposter syndrome is really uh, fear that you are failing in some kind of way, right? Or that you're gonna be found out at any moment by other people that maybe you don't have it all together. Maybe you don't understand the, the task and that someone's gonna find out that you're, you're not 
the smartest person in the room. I don't know. I've heard so many different examples from people I work with that it just shows up when someone is feeling very overwhelmed and when fear is very present. So just know that when imposter syndrome is showing up, it is attached to a, more of a fear uh, that will trigger an anxiety response, a feeling of overthinking uh, behaviors, feeling overwhelmed. And that is when you know imposter syndrome is starting to creep up in your life. I often get many questions on how a person develops imposter syndrome or what is the trigger of the fear inside of them? Like, why is the trigger there? So I wanted to kind of give a breakdown today of some areas that may resonate with you. So we're going to go over one part of this or go over different, I guess, areas of how it can show up and when it's triggered uh, in you or in me or in anyone, you may find that this resonates. So the first part is fear of rejection, right? Fear of rejection. So here's a question. Do you feel anxiety or do you worry that you're not good enough? You're not smart enough? Or maybe you're just not talented enough and others will soon find out the truth about you. Is that something that comes up for you? They do just fear that rejection from other people. Um, the other one is overthinking or analyzing feedback. This one was huge, I could say for me on a personal note, um, after getting feedback on a job or feedback when I was in school from a professor, I would ever think that for a good week. Um, it would definitely occupy my, my thoughts. So are you that person? Do you overthink or overanalyze feedback? So say after a conversation with a friend or a family member or a colleague, do you begin to interpret their criticism or, hey, maybe it was constructive criticism, but do you interpret the feedback as evidence of incompetence, like you're incompetent? Like you, you could have them say, four positive things to you, but they said one thing that was constructive feedback, and that was the one thing that you hung on to. Even though there was four positives of how amazing you are and all this, um, you know, a great evidence of that you're doing such a great job or whatever, uh, but you hang on to that one negative comment. So that's where we can get stuck and the overthinking when we are reflecting on feedback that was given to you. So that's a sign that self-imposter syndrome is creeping up. Uh, another uh, self-imposter syndrome um, symptom, I would say, inner critic, or as I say, our ego. So do you sometimes shy away from challenges because of a nagging self-doubt that I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm up for it. Or do you get uncomfortable when there's a change? Oh man, when I, change for me has always been one of those areas where I know I'm getting very anxious if there's a change coming and I have to view that, like why am I anxious? So if you're that way too, start exploring 
why am I getting uncomfortable? Why is this causing me so much anxiety? Because what happens is if we don't explore it and we don't, you know, look at why we're feeling anxious, what happens is our ego will tell us that we it's it's not good, we need to get out of this, and then the behavior or the outcome is self-sabotage. Because now we're trying to self-sabotage the outcome of what the change would have been, or we're trying to control it in some kind of way. And here's the thing, ego's not bad. Ego gets such a bad rap. Our ego is designed to keep us safe, and often our ego will stir up anxiety and self-doubt to keep us from any type of uncomfortable changes. So when ego comes up, be like, okay, ego, I need you to take a step back. I'm gonna feel into this change, and I'm gonna explore why I'm feeling uncomfortable. And that can kind of help you move through those feelings. So explore why are you uncomfortable with change. The next indicator that can, or that can trigger imposter syndrome is struggling with a lack of confidence in yourself. So do you think of your accomplishments as either a fluke or good luck or it's not really a big deal? And then when people tell you, oh my gosh, congratulations, oh, you did such a great job, and, or they just give you these amazing compliments and they want to celebrate you, but you struggle to receive those compliments and you're struggling to celebrate the wins. So it's hard for you to see how amazing you truly are and that is when imposter syndrome is creeping up. And so another exercise is, you know, take time to just celebrate small wins. So when those big wins come, you'll be able to take it in because you've already been celebrating small wins. You can do little wins throughout the day, right? You got to work on time. That's a win. Um, you had an amazing dinner with some friends and you felt great, that's a win. Those are just things you can just start recognizing some little wins so when the big wins come, you can receive it. The next one is comparison game. This is so common. And with social media, it has gotten even, whew, it's gotten so bad. Um, you know, you often see others as smarter or more capable than you are. You look at their social media profile. You're like, how are they living this life? I could never live that life. They must be doing something um, so amazing. They're just so smart. And you don't see yourself as, um, as amazing as they are, right? You see the other person's success as evidence that they're doing something way better than you and that as evidence that you are not as capable and, and you're not able to achieve that kind of success. And then there's just like this sadness that, oh, I'm not gonna be able to achieve that. So that's that comparison game. And that's where I take breaks from social media because I have recognized that my I too can go into that spiral. And uh, now I recognize it. When it first was happening, it, I did not know that I was doing that, believe it or not. And it's not until someone was like, why are you comparing yourself to what they're doing? I'm like, oh, what, yeah, am I? Um, and I hear this so often with my clients. They're on social media and they're like, why is that person living that life? I don't get it. I, I, 
I work hard, there must be something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. Everyone's on their own journey. So get off social media, you know, or you know, just stop comparing yourself. Everyone is in their own, on their own path and you don't know the journey that got them to where they are, just like you're on your journey. And there's probably someone out there that's looking at your life and wondering what are you doing so amazing. Um, so just stay within your own self on your journey and just focus there because everyone's doing something, okay? Everyone's doing something. Um, but really, get off of social media. That, that one really can increase that comparison game behavior or mindset. The next one is fear of failing. Wow, I can say that right there was hard for me to understand that that was part of life. And if this is you, you're probably like, yep, I don't, I don't like to fail. Um, but when we make mistakes, are you engaging in negative self-talk? Like when I was making a mistake, oh my gosh, my negative self-talk was, I called her my mean girl. Um, do you engage in that? Do you engage in that mean girl? It's, it's not okay to, to beat ourselves up for mistakes um, because that's part of life. And when we are making mistakes, we're actually learning. So when you're making mistakes, do you begin to worry about what others are thinking of you for making that mistake? Do you worry about disappointing others due to the mistake? If you do, we're going to get deeper into how you can get that one um, released or at least become more aware of it. Okay. I feel like that was a lot of information just now. So <sighs> we're going to take a deep breath because I think I need one too. So let's just take a three second deep breath here and let's let it out. Okay. <sighs> awareness is key to all of this work you know when we are in this healing journey um, of healing awareness is going to help us and so if you're feeling activated right now from the information above um, I can understand that it's okay uh, being activated or triggered or feeling some kind of anxiety after listening to me talk about what are the signs of imposter syndrome, it's actually a good sign because it's letting you know, your body's letting you know, oh, this is an area I need to be uh, focusing on and become more awareness of and learning more about. And it's all okay. It's all a good sign. It means you are becoming aware of the areas in your life to focus on and begin to release. So, how does imposter syndrome show up in our body? The key and awareness is also recognizing how it's showing up for us in a physical way. You know, we can pretty much tell when we're agitated or anxious or overthinking or kind of stuck in these emotions but before you have the emotional reaction, your body gives you the signals before the emotional reaction. And so when we are blocked, or we're blocking our traumatic experiences, 
and we begin having negative emotions, it's actually your emotions are responding to the stored energy in our body or in your body. And that is why it's so important to listen to what your body is telling you. Pay attention of how you're feeling. So if you're, you're having physical tension, such as uh, clenching your jaw, digestive issues, um, you know, maybe you have stomach tightness or running to the bathroom a lot, you know, you're just not feeling your best. Or you may have temperature changes. Some people get really sweaty. Um, are hot, other people start shivering and get shaky because the feelings of anxiousness is starting to arise. And once you begin to have a physical response, this is when you may begin to notice a mood shift, such as feeling overwhelmed, increased anxiety, increased agitation, an increase in negative self-talk. And then you engage in overthinking behaviors. But when we listen to our body and start feeling into how the tension's rising, or you know how we're really feeling in our body, we can begin to focus on some deep breathing or walking or doing some type of activities to start reducing um, those responses. And I'm going to get into that shortly here. But first, just recognizing it in your body is key. Um, because we were so quick to recognize our emotions. But believe it or not, your body sends you the signal first. And then when you ignore the physical sensations, that is when the emotions come out. So when we are stuck in, post stuck in, in imposter syndrome, this can trigger the big emotions, um, this, the fear response, which can have a domino effect of feeling paralyzed and not able to move. So we're, you may be familiar with the fight or flight response. Well, then there's the freeze response. We get frozen because the fear has just really paralyzed us. And this response is commonly known as shutting down. This is where you will see the procrastination, the lack of motivation, and then allowing distractions on other things to take you away from what was creating that trigger response in the first place. So if you start feeling shutting down, you start freezing, you start recognizing that you're just literally not moving to um, achieve that next step in your personal life or in your business life, know that you're starting to shut down and that is a huge indicator that fear is very present. I can just say right now, I'm feeling a little activated just talking about this topic um, because it brings up so many times when I was frozen. Um, when I was stuck on moving forward in different areas of my life. And um, just like having little moments, little, little flashbacks of when I was just not ready to move on um, in certain areas. And it wasn't until I started learning about imposter syndrome 
when I was going through my healing sessions with an amazing mentor, woo therapist, um, and her name was Jenny, and that's when it all started making sense. And she helped me recognize that I was in a fear response and that I was frozen and I was feeling like I was an imposter. And some of the things I'm gonna go over today is things that she had taught me and um, things I still do to this day to kind of help reduce that fear. And not to say that to this day I don't struggle with imposter syndrome. I do from time to time, but now, now when it shows up, I can explore why it's here. I can move through it. Sometimes I just take a deep healing breath like I did just earlier. Um, and I can just move through what's coming up for me. And I've you know, learned how to move through some deep healing activities to help me expose the fear and why it's so very present. And that's, I'm gonna discuss that with you to kind of help you understand how is it showing up in your life because it shows up differently for all of us. I often see so many of my clients struggle with imposter syndrome, which often keeps them stuck from creating the life they're seeking. So right now, are you feeling stuck in achieving an area in your life that, that you have been seeking? What, what is the barrier right now? What is the fear that's keeping you stuck from achieving that success that you've been seeking for so long? And here's the thing. I wanna pull back the curtain on imposter syndrome and begin to understand why it shows up in your life it's like pulling back the curtain of Wizard of Oz and we see, you know, oh, it's just this older gentleman <laughs> um, that is, is Oz, right? And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pull back the curtain on imposter syndrome and expose to what is really going on and to understand why it's showing up in your life. And here's the truth bomb of it. There's a lot of talk about Overcoming imposter syndrome. I see, you know, on social media, you know, they'll say, I'm an expert. I can help you overcome imposter syndrome. Um, they could tell you, I can break the cycle. You can break this cycle of imposter um, syndrome and you can crush it and hack it. I have the hacking way of doing it. It's all BS. I'm going to tell you why. After I started uncovering imposter syndrome within myself is when I began to understand the importance of leaning into our experiences and our emotions and recognizing that sometimes it's going to come back around. Sometimes it's just going to come back around. Imposter syndrome is a completely normal and natural state. It's not abnormal. And so why lean in to the experience? because it gives you vital clues about where you're focusing your energy and how connected you are in aligning with your true path. So you and I could be sitting at Starbucks and having a cup of coffee and we start talking about self, you know, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm an imposter, or I'm struggling with imposter syndrome. And you could, look at me and go, well, I do that too. I'm struggling with imposter syndrome, but we can have a completely different way of dealing with it. 
We can have a different way of how it shows up in our life. And so that's why it's key for you to understand how it's showing up in your life. It's key for you to bring awareness in how you're connected to your self-imposter syndrome, how it is showing up in your energy on your journey. Because my journey and your journey were on two different paths. And it's so important to understand your path, how it's showing up in your life, where it shows up, and is it showing up physically? Is it showing up emotionally? How does it show up for you? And understanding it's completely normal, especially if there's big changes coming up in your life or your, you know, what you're doing in career or anything big happening in your life, you're gonna see it pop up. It's normal. And honestly, imposter syndrome can be a good thing and it can help you heal learn and grow. Once you recognize how imposter syndrome shows up in your day-to-day -day life, you can begin to reduce the negative effects of it in your life because it does show up. You may not see it every single day, but you will, when you start paying attention and be more aware of different feelings or, you know, way it shows up physically or emotionally, you will start recognizing it. Sometimes I'm often asked by my clients, um, how, do I, how do I move through this? And what I say is don't ignore it. Don't ignore your feelings. Rather, look at them, explore them. You know, sit with your feelings, sit in it. When you explore your feelings, you begin to gain so much insight on where you are currently in your healing journey. You begin to gain this awareness. And that's what I love about this work is the awareness piece. Because when you start leaning into these feelings that you're having and leaning into the triggers that you're that those trigger responses to the fear you are actually now getting some key information about how you're showing up for yourself how why is it showing up you know why is the fear here why are you feeling anxious why are you overthinking invite it invite the feelings in notice it how does it show up for you and then you can start reframing it. And see, that's why I love this work because when we are open to the healing process, there's so much that you're gonna learn about yourself and you're gonna learn this is the way I wanna heal and this is how I'm gonna grow. One of the big key things I, I feel like this topic kind of can bring up is we get so hard on ourselves, so what I've learned is offer self-compassion to when you are feeling this way. So whatever imposter syndrome shows up for you, offer yourself some kindness and give yourself a big hug for, for supporting you through this time. Give yourself permission to heal. 
Give yourself permission to be open to learning and growing through this experience and for guiding yourself through being uncomfortable because healing is uncomfortable. If you're not willing to get uncomfortable, you're just going to stay stuck in that feeling. So this is why it's important to lean into it and show yourself love and compassion when you begin to feel fear or anxiety, when you start feeling you're not good enough. Just give yourself compassion and show up for yourself each day in your healing journey. So I promised you that I was going to share some steps to help you reframe your thoughts and to help get connected to your feelings when imposter syndrome shows up. So I would like to share these six steps that I have engaged in myself. I, I, I have shared this with, a, with many of my clients and you can choose all six if they resonate with you or you can start with one. It's just start where you are, right? Start where you are and what feels aligned to you. So here's step one. When imposter syndrome is showing up in your life, remind yourself that nobody is born an expert. We are all uniquely beautiful in all of our own skills and our own talents and our own knowledge. We learn along the way we will experience failures and challenges, and the key is to learn from the experience, which is the essential part of being in our truth. So when you start recognizing that, you know what? Not everyone's born an expert. We are all here on Earth in Earth School, healing, learning, and growing at different at different levels, at different times on our journey. So remind yourself that. We're all here learning. I, I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning. It kind of helps release some of that imposter syndrome. Like, okay, we're all learning. I'm learning. I'm in the process of learning. Step two is imposter syndrome is a fear-based response. So recognizing when imposter syndrome is showing up in your life, that it's from fear. So you gotta name the fear. You gotta explore it. Ask it, why is it here? You know, start asking yourself questions. For example, why am I feeling self-doubt? Why am I feeling a lack of confidence? Once you can name it, lean into the feelings that are coming up. Because when you can feel these emotions, when you can explore it, when you can feel it in your body, and you can begin to name why the fear is coming up, you begin to heal and move through it. Not around it, not, you know, not walking right beside it. You're allowing yourself to move through what's coming up for you. And so name it, sit in it. Why is the fear here? Why am I feeling this way? Step two, learn to celebrate yourself. I mean, come on. We are all these amazing, amazing beings. Let's start celebrating ourselves. So 
learn to start celebrating your small wins. You know, what I've learned about imposter syndrome with myself is that I didn't allow myself to pause when I had some big things happen in my life that I put in the work and the outcome was just freaking amazing. Do you find that when you do big things and you're like, oh, that was so great, but you don't really pause to celebrate it. You just keep, you move on to the next thing. You move on to the next goal. Just keep it moving. So I ask you to celebrate yourself. Pause and acknowledge your wins. Acknowledge positive changes along the way. They don't always have to be these grandiose, gigantic wins. Celebrate the small things. Just celebrate the small things. Step four. Lean. Learn how to fail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that one was hard for me too. But I can say failing is a good thing. It may create some anxiety and it may increase some of the self-talk in the beginning. But here's what I want you to recognize. That failing is part of our healing journey. Failing teaches us where we are on our journey and what lessons we are learning. Failure helps us to grow. We are in earth school. Okay, that's what I tell people. Listen, we are at Earth School. We signed up to come here, and now here we are, and we're freaking out when we fail. Uh-uh. We're, we're, we're learning from those, those moments of failing. And we will spend a good part of our life failing at something. So begin to look at failing as part of your journey so that you can heal it and learn from it and grow from it. That's it. Don't get so worked up when you fail and don't be so quick to get up from the failure. Take time to sit with the failure. Review it, reflect on it, feel it. And I can promise you when you do it that way and you just recognize this is part of my journey, you'll heal and you'll learn from it and you'll grow from it. So now we're on to step five. And this is quieting your inner critic. I know how it feels to be gripped oh, by imposter syndrome. Oof, the anxiety for me used to be so, so bad. I used to be stuck in overthinking, feeling overwhelmed. My husband would say, your reptile brain is uh, out of the cage again. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what I call my fear, reptile brain. Um, he's like, what's going on? Why are you ever thinking? Uh, and it was true. Like when I, had, when I struggled from anxiety, I would take one little thing. And before I was, before I was done analyzing it, I was, it was bigger than what it needed to be. And I was stuck in it for days. So when we quiet our inner critic we start learning not to spend so much time and energy trying to get validation and approval from other people. Because that's what happens, right? The critic shows up and you're just like seeking and seeking this ex 
external feedback and it, you know, to say how great you are and you need validation and you know, constant approval for others. But when I started quieting down my own inner critic, and I'm not saying my reptile brain doesn't get a little reared up, it does. Um, but when I'm like, hey, you need to take a back seat because you're only showing up because you're scared. And so it's just really learning that when you quiet your inner critic, you don't start seeking validation from other people. You don't need all that feedback because it's exhausting, right? Are you in agreement with that? Don't you feel like always seeking out validation from others is exhausting because it's like sometimes you don't get the validation that you were seeking and then, then you start beating yourself up. It's just, just a vicious cycle. It's exhausting. So the truth is, it's only us that believe that we're not able to do certain things. No one else is saying anything to us. It's us. So that's where the inner critic has to be quiet down. Uh, I always say, put your inner critic in the back seat, you know. Um, but the only person that we need to prove ourselves to is ourselves. So here's a, a trick that um, may help you. You can use it uh, or not. So when your inner critic is being very loud and obnoxious, ask your inner critic to move back or step back and quiet down. Because believe it or not, your inner critic, your ego doesn't want to be in control. It really, really does not. And I know when I say that, people are like, are you sure about that? Yes does not want to be in control. It wants to take a sit back. It wants to move more back. So ask your inner critic to move back and quiet down and then take a deep breath in and release and envision your inner wisdom coming forward, your spirit. And ask your spirit or your soul to come forward and to speak louder, that you are open to listening to their guidance, that you're open to feeling them more. And start with this simple exercise every day and observe how you begin to feel. You may feel less anxious. You may notice that you're not asking for other people's validations. You may feel more guided, more clarity, more focused. Just take notice. Just ask your inner critic to take a step back and be quiet and ask your soul to come forward and speak louder. Invite your soul into your daily life and just be observant of how you feel and how you move through each day. All right, so step six, the last step is release yourself from the comparison game. Like I said before, social media has increased the way we compare ourselves to our to other people's lives. And again, you have no idea what's behind the screen. And it is the fastest way for us to feel inferior and to feed our ego, our self-doubt, right? So the more you recognize that you're in a comparison game, the and the awareness of doing that, you can start releasing that. You can start moving through that and ask yourself why you're doing it. Explore it. And the truth is there will always be 
someone that's clever or funnier, smarter or prettier, right? But let's think of this in reverse because it's also true. At times you will be the most funniest, clever, prettier, you know, person in the room. It goes both ways. So showing up just as you and being so happy with who you are and where you're at and just giving yourself grace and moving through your journey can really help keep you more grounded and staying away from the comparison game. So here's a reframing exercise. Begin to look at yourself as being a bright light. You can take a moment to close your eyes. Um, if you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But when you have time to do this exercise, take time to just find somewhere quiet and just envision that you have this beautiful bright light inside of you. And you are now celebrating your wins, your small ones, the big ones. You're just able to celebrate yourself. You're celebrating past achievements. Write down what you have already achieved in this past year. Write down. Like, I'm recording this July 19th, 2023. What was going on around this same time in 2022? Like, do some inventory and look at your wins. What did you already, what did you achieve already this past year? I want you to hear something because it's just kind of, this is coming to me. So listen to your soul. You are a beautiful divine light and so capable of more than you will ever know. And you have and will continue to do amazing things in this world and beyond. So take that in and know that, that we are all connected to the divine light. We are all capable more than we would ever know. And we will all continue doing some amazing work in this world and beyond. We just may be on different paths and that is okay. You don't have to achieve perfectionism or mastery to be worthy of who you are. Celebrate who you are in this moment. Now, as I close this podcast down, or not close it down, but coming to an end of, the, of today's podcast, I want to talk a little bit about engaging in self-awareness. So there's some key areas that can start helping you, or, you know, helping you get more aware of where you're at. So the first one is self-care practices. I always get like these rolling eyes sometimes. Like, but what do I need to do? And how much is it gonna cost? I'm like, whoa, whoa, no one said anything about money. <laughs> you can self-care practice for free. Um, but self-care practices is key. Allow yourself to have alone time. Because if you think about it, when you wake up, you can have the opportunity just to be alone for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes, 45 an hour, you choose. Because the rest of the day, you're gonna be engaging with a whole bunch of people. So allow yourself to have some alone time. I love it. I love alone time. 
Because I, I see people all day long. So give yourself that permission to just wake up in the morning, take some time for yourself. If you can't do it in the morning, find some time just to be with yourself. I, I would say try to create some kind of morning routine. Before you start jumping into the world, take some time for yourself. That can bring in a lot of self-awareness, how you're feeling, how you're looking towards the day, just really helping yourself get more in a grounded place. The next thing is keep a journal. Journaling, oh, journaling is so great for brain dumping. It, you can just brain dump all your thoughts and your emotions that you've been holding on to. Release them. Stop walking around with them all bottled up in your head. Release it. So keeping a journal can help you release it. Now, I have people that love to write. I love to write. But there's people that do voice journals. Um, people do a journal on their phone. You do whatever feels right to you. Um, journal out thoughts if you just feel overwhelmed and just journal it out. It doesn't have to be in the morning. It could be any time of the day. But take time to journal it out. I could tell you from my own experience and from what I hear from other people that you just end up feeling lighter when you, when you can journal it all out and release it. Learn some type of meditation. I could say stillness really helps calm the body and the mind and is a great way to connect to your inner wisdom. But I have learned over these years of working with people, not everyone loves to sit still and that's okay. And there's walking meditations, there's walking in nature. You know, there are other ways to do mindful practices that doesn't involve you to be completely still. Okay, so go outside, walk in nature, go for a walk near the water if you have the opportunity or if you're able to do that. But take time to just do something slow and relaxing. It can help reduce so much anxiety that you may not realize you've been feeling. It can release physical anxiety, emotional anxiety. Um, but try to do something that's meditative. And the next thing is practicing how to listen. How many times have you been in a conversation and the person's talking and you just jump in because you couldn't hold back what you wanted to like share with them? I'm only saying that because I've done that myself. Um, until I start learning to practice listening. Like really just listen before responding, not judging, and just observing. And when you start doing that, you feel more relaxed in the conversation because now you're fully present. See, when you're jumping in while the person's still talking, you're not present. You're already in your mind thinking what you want to say and then you blurt it out. So when you just sit and listen and not respond right away and just observe, you can lean into the conversation. And it really helps you stay in a self-awareness place. And then the next thing would be create a space to connect to yourself daily. So take some time alone, but really where are you gonna take that time alone? Create a space. I know for me, I do have the opportunity to be near woods and I will sit outside barefoot 
to go out in the morning and just sit outside and listen to nature. Or, you know, I have a home office. I've created a space in my home office where I can sit and journal and meditate. Those are just things that works for me. But what works for you? What would be a space that you can connect to at least three to four times a week to just to have some downtime? Maybe that space is where you can sit and read a good book. You know, just find some time to get quiet and just be with yourself. And like I said, walking in nature is a great way to ground your energy and just be more in an awareness and, and be more observing. So these are just some self-awareness tips that I hope can help you. I hope you use one of them or use all of them. You know, it's up to you. Meet yourself where you're at. Um, I just hope the information shared here today has given you some key ways to gain awareness of your imposter syndrome and how it shows up for you. Now in the show notes, please review some information that I shared um, there because I'm going to share some journal prompts to help you to connect to your positive self. I call this the positive me journal prompts. Um, and I will give you also in the show notes will be ways to create your affirmations to guide you on visually seeing yourself achieving um, what you're focused on, where you want to be. And affirmations, uh, when you write affirmations, it just start with I am. So like, very present, right? You're presently doing this. I get the pushback. Well, I'm not there yet. Doesn't matter. Your brain, the more you practice affirmations, the more you get quiet, the more you visualize your brain has this amazing way of bringing in a new behavior or path because it's it's shifting as you do this. But it's practice, it takes time. And so when you say, I am fully present in activities I will do today, you will find yourself that you will be fully present in the activities, name the activity, right? So I'm gonna give you some examples that you can start creating um, your your own affirmations. Because this is something I, I get asked a lot about. How do I create affirmations? It's so confusing, I don't know where to start. So in the show notes, I'm gonna give you um, some exercises to help you to start creating your own affirmations. Um, what I love about affirmations and visualization is it can guide you and reframing how you feel and reframing your thoughts and reframing your behaviors. So make sure you check the show notes. All right, well, thank you so much um, for listening to me today and talking about um, imposter syndrome. Let me share this before I go. When I decided I want to create a podcast, let me tell you how imposter syndrome was so fully present. And I, I realized through doing my own work around what is stopping me from sharing um, insight or healing tools or anything like that on a podcast. What is stopping me? And imposter syndrome was so present. You know, I had all the thoughts coming through, you know, and I had challenged myself. Well, not challenged. I've, I've made a soul agreement that what I share on here is 
is hopefully for the good of all and that I'm just going to share and show up as myself and you know share the things that I've learned along my journey and just show up um, it's going to be what it's going to be and um, I just want to say thank you for showing up and listening to today's podcast and listening to any of the podcasts I have any of the episodes that I had put up I really do appreciate it and um, thank you for supporting this podcast and supporting me I am I'm truly grateful for that I am truly grateful and um, just thank you thank you uh, so I would love to hear your feedback on today's podcast and you know how do you feel like uh, imposter syndrome may be showing up for you in your life. What did you learn along the way of, of today's episode? What are something that wasn't discussed on today's episode that you found that was very helpful and you know gaining awareness and releasing self-imposter syndrome in your life? I love to hear how what you're doing. You know, sharing is caring. Um, so if you find this podcast helpful, I would love. Uh, if you could leave a feedback, I'd be so grateful for your review. Um, your review will help Sacred Gatherings Podcast reach the ears that need to hear this message today. You know, needs to hear um, things about how self-imposter syndrome may be showing up in their life. So I would be so grateful if you would share your review and feedback on today's episode. So thanks again. Um, for being here and until next time beautiful souls because we all are you know we're all beautiful souls and we're all living in a different we're all in a different journey and that's it's okay so until then have a wonderful day and blessed be thank you for listening to the sacred gatherings podcast with kathleen stark Hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to you joining me and having many discussions on future topics such as mental health, integrating spiritual development in our healing journey, and many other holistic approaches to healing, learning, and growing within. If you enjoyed the show, please give it a subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until then, blessed be.